following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. If you want to be a champion, you need to train like one. GSP. It's time for the main event per- presented by Getting Losers Starting a Podcast in the Blue Corner. We got Uncle Sam's favorite son, the American Patriot, a.k.a. Cheetah, hailing from Jamestown, Virginia, America. And in the, the red corner, you got the Hurricane Chops, hailing from St. Petersburg, Minnesota. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I, yo, I fucked up on that. Uh, anyway, hey, how you doing again? This is a Getting Loser Starting Podcast. I am Chop. And I'm Cheetah. And if you didn't hear what the introduction was, it's my, it's my topic. We're going to talk about the UFC. First of all, wait, before we even get into anything, we literally sat here for 10 minutes and... Set out exactly how we were going to do the introduction. Somehow this dude still drops the ball. We literally just sat here and set it all up, went through it piece by piece, and somehow he still messes it up. Yeah, you know, the the hometown for uh, Hurricane Chops was supposed to be uh, San Jose. How do you go from San Jose, California to St. Petersburg, Minnesota? Dude, you know why? Because George St. Pierre. Oh, my God, dude. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good episode today. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the history of the UFC. We're gonna talk about our favorite fighters. We're gonna talk about what the fuck moments and what made you a UFC fan. Well, let's just get us out of the way real quick. Let me be honest with you guys. I just started actively watching UFC and like actually giving a shit about a year ago when my buddy invited me over to watch a fight. He's like, "Oh, you gotta come over for this fight, man. It's gonna be sick." You know, we should start catching UFC fights. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? You know, I'll get into it. So I'll come over. I came over. I watched my first fight. I think the first fight I ever watched him was a Francis Naganu fight, maybe. No, it was Izzy. Was it Izzy? Oh, and I was I was hooked immediately. I was like, yo, why have I never watched UFC before? This shit is awesome, dude. Watching two dudes beat the shit out of each other. It's great. And I mean, if nothing else... Stick around for Joe Rogan's reactions, man, because his reactions to the fight are the best thing ever. Whoa, man! But yeah, so obviously I don't know a ton about this topic. So, you know, Chops, you know, he's going to be giving you guys a lot of your information because he's been watching this a lot longer than I have. He knows a lot more about it than I do. But, you know, I'm going to be filling in here and there, you know, giving you a little bit of stuff that I've researched, you know, so... I just wanted to let you guys know ahead of time that, you know, I'm not super familiar on this topic, so it's going to be, I'm going to be kind of learning along with you guys at the same time, so, but, yeah. Yeah, just give me a second. Uh, yeah, um, the UFC, 
it was originally called uh no wait no the uh, uh the first UFC began on no, uh, the twelfth of November nineteen ninety three when WOW promotions its first ever mixed martial arts tournament. Yep, there it is. Popped up finally. Uh yeah, um this is pretty much the guy like the best fighters in the world. For the first four UFC fights, uh, UFC one to four, it was just a tournament, like a pretty much a badass motherfuckers just whooping each other's asses. It was no rules, no judges. You only lose by a knockout or something like something crazy like that. Oh, all right, I did not know that. I'm just uh. So at this time, like when they were doing these first couple UFC fights, was the UFC like as a, like as like a company? Was it? Started by then, or was this just like, you know, kind of just like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, UFC is like a brand. Was that started yet by this time, or was this like no, uh, super early on? It was like super early on. Okay. UFC got its, uh, um, yeah, uh, sorry but for going scramble right now. is because, uh, yeah, um, the, yeah, the UFC is, um, it stands for Ultimate Fighting Championships. Let me just... Ah, I found the link. <laughs> if, like, some of the greatest uh Ken Shamrock. Everyone know him. If you know who Ken Shamrock is, if you watch the WWE time, he was the guy that always put something in the ankle lock. Sean, you remember getting the ankle lock by your brother? Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he was uh, he was one of the original fighters, uh, Don something. Yeah, um, yeah. Let me just restart. Yeah, it started in 1993 as a professional mixed martial arts organization. UFC have revived the fighting business and today's standard as premiering global sports brand, media contact, and the largest pay per view ever provided in the world. At the time, following the U.S. UFC follows a rich history of tradition of competing MMA dated back to Plankinton, Pankration, a Greek history, Greek Olympic Games were introduced in the 648 BC. Yo, I'm talking about they were doing not like how we watch UFC now, but fighting was that long ago. Yeah, I bet back in the day, um, you get some dude like uh, Buffy or like Massive, like he he's gonna be your champion. Like it, it was like in Thor. Remember when Thor, uh, when Thor was in that uh, that fight arena? Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, I know that guy. Um, yes. The goal was to find find the UFC the strength a a night. A single night tournament features the best athlete skills and variations of different all martial arts, including karate, kick, uh, karate, uh, kickboxing, boxing, jujitsu, 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 or whatever. Uh, grappling, wrestling, and Samoan. Sumo. Sumo. Oh my god, I'm fucking up today. Because you know what? I got hit with. I got hit in the face with a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, then the winner of the tournament will be crowned champion. 
it's pretty much like like ten people, all various weight classes. Like I remember watching the first UFC, like very first UFC, the dude's tooth got stuck in dude's head. It was it was fucking crazy. You get like a you get like a six hundred you get like a six hundred pound man fighting a one hundred twenty five pound dude. And guess who wins that fight? The hundred twenty five pound dude. Of course. In January, in January two thousand one, under the ownership of Zeph LLC and guided by the leadership of Franklin Frank Fertitta, Frank Fertitta the third, Lorenzo Fertitta, Lorenzo Fertitta, and Dana White. Dana White, yo, Dana White was in the business for over fucking holy. Dana White's like. If you watch UFC, like, what it is now, like, in its entirety, Dana White is immediately a name that you're going to click on as soon as you hear it. Because anything that is UFC now is Dana White. When there's anything UFC going on, there's Dana White. You know what I mean? Like, Dana White's out there, and he's the one that you know. You know what I mean? Like, guys like him and, like, Joe Rogan are, like, synonymous with... And UFC Bruce, these days because and, and, um, Bruce Buffer as well and Bruce Buffer because those are like the three guys you hear them you automatically oh yeah UFC I even know. if you don't know who they are personally you know who they are from UFC well if you don't know who Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan uh, he might like he reached close he might not look like he's like beefed up but he's been a fire himself trust me I will not go a ring with him or Dana yeah I wouldn't either. Because I don't know if I'll, I I don't know if I'll get the guts to punch Joe Rogan in the face, but if Joe, if you hear this, it was just you know you're gonna hear us one day. Drew, you don't have to call out every single famous person in every episode. <laughs> All right, um, Dan White, the brand restricted the uh, MMA and history organization sanctuary and control. Sanctioned and controlled combat sport headquartered in Las Vegas with a network of employees around the world. UFC produces more than 40 live events annually that consistently sell out some of the most prestigious arenas around the globe. Yeah, uh, the USC program programming is broadcast, uh, broadcast over 165 countries. That's almost the whole world right there. But you... But it's like the other countries don't really count off. You know what I'm talking about. We're not going to talk about those that country. Uh, and territories. There's more than 60 global... Uh, man, I just said that word. Broadcast. Broadcast partners. partners to view more than 1.1 billion TV households worldwide in over 40 different languages. UFC has the highest... Uh, uh Concentration of millennials from the ages of eight, 18 to 34 in its fan base with 40% of the competition in the top compares to the top of the uh, sports. <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, in December 2013, UFC launched UFC Fight Pass, a digital description service which defines exclusive live events, thousands of fights on demand and original contact to fans around the world, providing over the top digital networking as a 
premier destination for fight fans. Yo, that's crazy. But now because uh, UFC and uh, ESPN partner up, you 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 can watch your fights on ESPN Plus. Yes. Uh yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Like, for over that time, like, um, yeah, over the time, like, back in 2013, I think I forgot how much it was cost to get the fight pass. But only then it sucked on the fat pies. You don't get to pay for view. And um, through the year, through the years, the UFC consisted. The Savan for the highest level of safety and qualification in all aspects of the sport. The organ the organization has to break down general stereotype and set new standards for athletes' health and wellness, and as well as the first combat sport to provide its athletes with accident insurance cover for training related injuries. Ener- ener- that's pretty much the UFC got smart with that, because back in the day, if you got hurt during camp, you lose you lose all your fight. Wow. Uh, in a further commitment to the health and safety of its athletes, UFC partnered with the United States Anti-Doping Agency to launch a historic and comprehensive anti-doping program in July 2015. A first in combat sports, the UFC program allows U.S. ADA to independently administer random in and out of competition testing of athletes all year round. Yeah, it was um So basically they start in twenty fifteen they signed, you know, uh like a contract with this company so that they could come in whenever they wanted basically and drug test their fighters. Because yeah. they didn't want no fighters juicing up. Oh, do you want to speak on juicing up? Uh, I just recently found out uh, Ashley Evans, uh, like Smith, a female fighter. She she got a fourteen fourteen month banned from the UFC for juicing up for steroids. Dummies. Man, I thought that would be like Chris Cyborg be the one get caught for. Well, I mean, I I definitely understand from like a business standpoint because like say, you know, you're letting these fighters like you know do drugs or like juice up or something. What if they take a bad? What if they take some bad drugs? They go in the fight and they die in your ring. Or that's ki- on you. Or you to kill I mean? the. Uh, or to or kill yeah, them. or they kill their opponent. You know, so I mean, from a business standpoint, it makes sense. And also, it's kind of you know, if you're fighting for the UFC, then you know they not like own you, but like you know, what I mean, like you're fighting, you're representing them. So it's like a good way for them to protect their money. On oh, their money and their uh... like to protect their product. You know, what I mean, it's like how the NFL does it with players and shit. Like there's. You know, you get in trouble for doing drugs in the NFL, too. It's, you know, it's not only about protecting the athletes, but it's also about protecting their brand. You know what I mean? So, I mean, from a business standpoint, it's very smart. Yes. Um, in the be- in December 2015, USC broke ground on new global corporation camp in Las Vegas, which includes world-leaning USC performance installment, forces development of the world's best MMA Training facility to support the scientific developments of athletes and coaches injured, provide prevention, prevention, recovery, 
treatment re- re- rehabilitation of professional athletes. It's it's pretty much um yeah because Dana White wanted to protect his fighters. Like if you go somewhere else, they don't really do this for them. Yeah, well, I mean that's you know it's like the the drug testing thing. You know, it's about protecting not only your athletes but protecting you know basically everybody around you. So. They get to go to this this training facility, and this is where it teaches them, you know, the best way to, like, prevent injuries, you know, best way to help a fighter recover, uh, their treatment, you know, they go there for rehabilitation. You know, I mean, it's all about, you know, keeping your athletes as healthy as possible and, like, say, you know, oh, you broke your fucking arm in a fight? Well, we know you're going to be off, but you can come to our facility and we're going to help you get back in the ring. You know what I mean? So, I mean... Yo, they're doing big things, man. Yo, we, yo, we're definitely gonna talk about uh, that's that's gonna be a, like what the fuck moments because I already have a, I already got a couple what the fuck moments. Yeah, well, can we just like finish this out? Yeah, well, let's <laughs> not jump ahead. All right. Hey, hey, let me see. I'm getting better. In February 2016, UFC announced a five year expansion of its partnership with Cleveland Clinics, allow with one million dollar combined contribution contribution to collect and support. Professional Fighting Brain Health Studies. The studies is focused on development methods to detect early and most seldom signs of brain injury. If an athlete is exposed to head trauma as well as uh, determine which individual will be most likely to develop uh, CND. Chronicle Neurological Disorders. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, that goes along with, that goes hand in hand with, like, football. You know, yeah, like helping them stay healthy because then you let them, you know, they go through this this program where they can make sure that, you know, they're not taking too many blows to the head. And I'm sure if they get to a point with, like, a fighter, we're like, hey, man, you know, you're at risk of, like, you know, having something neurologically wrong with you. Like, they're like, all right, you know, we're going to have to, you know, keep you out of the ring, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's about, you know, I'm sure a lot of people could say that maybe, you know, it's, for them, it's more about protecting their money than it is protecting their fighters. But, I mean, you also got to look at it as, you know, it's it's a pretty nice thing for them to do, for them to give all their fighters all this, you know, these outlets to, you know, stay healthy and shit because they could just be like, well, fuck you, you know what I mean? Well, fuck you. (laughs) So, I mean, that. Somewhere in the organization, there's got to be people that give a shit about the fighters. You know what I mean? Yo, so it, that's pretty cool. Yo, it's, it's like the same situation going on with the uh, with the NFL with the football helmets because you know the helmets evolve every like every couple years. Remember, remember when that time Antonio Brown was on the Raiders and he fucking bitched like a little baby because I want my old helmet back. Yeah, I remember. No, you know what happened? They should have they should have looked at him when he got that. I don't know if you remember that fucking nasty hit yeah. from uh, back in 2017 on the uh, Cincinnati Bengals guy. Yeah, this is what this, if you notice, he's all fucking whacked out because his fucking his brain got fucking scrambled. Yeah, probably. I'm sure, it didn't help. Nope. Um, in t- in August 2016, UFC acquired a global sports entertainment fashion lately endorsement together. Endeavor. Endeavor. Wow, that's a, that's a super word. Endeavor. How often you use Endeavor? Do you use Endeavor a lot? To, to, to together with strength 
partners. Strategic. Strategic partners. Silver Lake. Uh, Patter? Partners. Partners and KKR make history as the largest event financials according to sports population. And that's the UFC history. That's kind of crazy. So basically what they're saying is they sold the UFC, basically. UFC sold basically their company to these people in 2016. And they sold the company for about $4 billion. $4 billion, holy fuck. Yeah, they sold the UFC in 2016 for around $4 billion, capping a transformation for which White deserves much of the credit. The UFC's new primary owner, Endeavor, is a live events conglomerate that has aimed to become a public company, but has seen its business devastated by the pandemic. So yeah, Dana White basically bought the UFC back in... I'm kind of glad. Uh, I could I could go through the uh, champions right now. Yeah, go ahead. All right, um, the champions. I'm gonna go in uh, weight class order from featherweight to heavyweight for men's, and I get down to the rankings for the women's featherweight uh, champion. Featherweight is consists of 125 weight class. One hundred twenty-five pounds. Uh, guy's name is Don Fur. Uh, Don Ross is his new name. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, but um, because I really don't, I really don't pay attention to the, the featherweight division because that's my. I don't like it, but I don't really pay attention to it. Because it don't really catch my eye, if you know what I'm saying. What do you want, the men's featherweight? Yeah. Uh, yeah, men's featherweight. Uh, the bantamweight, 135 pounds. My boy, Ardrum Sturgeon. Yo, I saw that fight, that uh, the second fight. Yeah. He he definitely was prepared for it. I think, I, I think me, you, and uh, Henry was watching that fight. The first time we watched that fight... All right. Uh, yeah, is is it is it, you see me sitting in my chair like like at Buddy's house I could, I sit in my own little chair and Cheetah's like in the uh, couch next to me. Henry's in his other chair, but that was that was the fight where the dude got knees to the face. Oh okay, yeah. I was yeah. like, that's fucking. Bu-. Oh yeah, where you got pissed? I got I didn't get really pissed at it. No, you were pissed. I, I was like, dude. I was like, he won the championship, but like, oh, he, he just fucking threw his belt. I, was like, I don't want his fucking belt. I was like, dude, you won. Yeah, I, he didn't win fairly though. He won because of a technicality. But he, I'd be pissed too. What the fuck? Yeah, I'll be. Pissed, but the but the uh, the actual rematch, it, the his opponent it was uh, Peter Yan. Peter Yan was making bullshit excuses that he didn't want to fucking fight the kid because he knew he was going to get beat again. All right, this um, cause there's there's no uh light lightweight champion, dude. You want to talk about that bullshit? You heard about that? What? Uh, the lightweight the light uh weight champion, uh, had to give up his belt, surrender his belt, cause it was a half a pound overweight. Really? Yeah, half a pound. 
the, the, oh, are you talking about that dude? That this this just happened, right? Yeah, Chandler or something. Yeah, Olivier or whatever. Olivier. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. It's it's wild. Because you, you, they don't play around with weight classes, especially when you're champion. But these fighters, they they could be weighing like uh, like these lightweights. They could be weighing like 190 pounds, 180 pounds. Uh, they'd be um. But when it comes down to training, their training methods is so hard. They could cut like forty. They could cut almost thirty pounds, no problem. The featherweight division. Uh, Alex Alexander Von. No, what? Yeah, I'm not going to be seeing these. I'm going to be butchering these names all day. But the featherweight division is a uh, 160 pounds. What the fuck? Must be a must be a different uh, weight class. Yeah, there, yeah. There's no way. I'm trying to look for a list of the UFC champions, but I can't find one. Yeah. Um. If you go on uh, UFC.com, you can find all your information. Okay. I'm gonna go there right now. Um. USA uh, UFC.com is is definitely helping us. Uh, help me out through this episode so far. You you can check out um you can check out news, you can check out ranks. Um Walter White. It's like a hundred it's like hundred and sixty nine by hundred and seventy. Uzma. Dude, I love I don't I don't Uzman. Like the last fight he was in, the fight was born. I was like they were just pretty much feeling I like if you're a main event I get it. If you want, you want to fill out your opponent, but I want to see some slob to the knock, some uh, fucking uh, robot arms kind of bullshit. But you know what I'm talking about. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want like a field match. Yeah, pound for pound, basically. Yeah, pound, pound for. But I get people it. beating the shit out of each other. But yeah, yeah. Um, but the first round, yes, find a way your opponent is going to do. But the that whole fight he had. Against Kobe or Copion? Kobe Covington? Yeah. Is, is, is Kobe Covington that racist guy? Yeah. Like, he's he, he plays a role as a racist? Yeah. Yeah, but... I, That's the thing, too, with, like... It's a lot with, like, wrestling, too, where these guys, like, have these, like, personas when they're in the ring. A lot of the guys will do that in UFC, too. Like, uh, that Kobe Covington. His, his, like, character that he plays is, like, super racist. And, you know, he, like... You know, I mean, he's... Talks a lot of shit to like you know, you know, like the colored fighters and shit. You know, but I heard he's like the down earth guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure he's if he's actually a piece of shit in person in real life. But I mean, when he's in the ring or when he's getting ready for a fight, that's how he portrays himself. Yeah, I remember his. As, I remember you know. his uh, one fight song was uh, "Car Angle, You Suck." That da you suck something something. Uh. The middleweight, the 185-pound weight class. Easy, the last style fighter. Last style bender. Oh, the last style bender. Yeah. Yep. Love that guy. Yeah, uh, if you compare Uzma and Izzy, I know Izzy's 170 pounds and Uzma's 185. Just lean fucking muscle. Shit, I'd be afraid against that motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't the only one. Uh, Fuck, I can't find this goddamn list. 
Uh, are you on the UFC page? I was. I couldn't fucking find it. All right, now I am. You go to menu, right? Or you go to rankings? Oh, no, I want the athletes. So how the fuck you get it from there? Champions or something. The title horrors. You will see a page of Holly Holmes and, um, and, uh, Kurt Van something, the girl fighter. Mm-hmm. Then you go, you scroll down to title holders. All right, hold on. Athletes. Oh, okay, I see him. Oh, I never knew he was uh, the light heavyweight champion. When I start watching UFC, that became one of my favorite uh, weight classes. Because you know why? Because the local Rashad Evans was in that. Cha- he was in that uh, uh, light heavyweight champion. Chuck the Iceman Liddell Sean, was Sean's also favorite fighter. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's Chia's favorite fighter, but he had his haircut at one point. Yeah, I did. I did cut my hair at once to look like uh, Chuck Liddell. Chuck like Chuck Liddell. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I just did. I was a weird child. <laughs> I remember that. I I remember that moment too. Yo, that was the moment your mom almost killed you and someone else too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, yeah, the champion for that division. Let me just uh, Javon Textile or something. Glover. Glover. Ta- Taxiaria. Taxiaria. Yeah, I don't know. Man, he looks like an old. He looks like old timer. Yeah, he looks like a hundred. Like, but he could be. He probably could be both our asses. But now, now the fucking heavyweight champion of the world, who's one of my favorites as of late because I seen one of his fights and it was awesome. Francis the Predator Naganu, fucking love that guy. Yo, I, yo, I love that guy. Plus, uh, he's just a cool ass dude. I like his story. He's who, got a great backstory. You ever heard his story? I I heard about it. Oh, we're gonna switch to his story real quick. All right, um, great all right, I'm, I'm gonna have che- I'm gonna have uh, Cheetah. Man, I forgot your fighting name already. The American Prior? The American Patriot. American Patriot Cheetah. Um, who it was? No, it was Uma. Uzma, when he won when he won that championship, he had his parents or his dad came out of jail kind of shit, and never yeah. never attended his fight. He uh, it was him or yeah, it was him, because he had his whole family on there. Yeah, that brought me a little tear to my jaw. That uh, that Francis Nagano, he also has, he's also being he's also known for having the hardest recorded punch in the world. God damn, yo, That's guess fucking who, wild. Yo, guess who got, guess who filled his wrath with his punch? What and uh. What's that new Jackass movie? Oh, yeah, Jackass Forever, Aaron. Danger, Aaron. Danger Aaron. <laughs> there, it's like, hey, we're going to do this again. It's like, that shit was funny. Oh, you, oh, you could get punched in the dick. Okay. And then Francis comes out. I was like, you really want to punch him in the dick? I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, here. This is uh, Francis Nagano's story. It's not super long, but it's one of my favorite things about him. Uh, Nugano was raised in Bati, Cameroon, by a single mother. He used to walk six miles to school every day and dig sand mines from the age of 10. It wasn't until Nugano turned 26 that he would commit his future to becoming a professional fighter, but he was faced with the task of escaping Cameroon. Uh, after being jailed in Spain and being homeless on the streets of Paris... Nugano would try his hand at MMA and started to compile wins on the regional circuit. Eight years on from his MMA debut, 
Nagano is the UFC heavyweight champion and one of the promotion's biggest stars. So yeah, he escaped from his home country and lived homeless on the streets of Paris just to become the UFC heavyweight champion of the world. Yo, um, that's fucking insane. What a beautiful story. Good for him. Yo, um, talk like, like the Bill game stuff. We can talk about that too. Um, like if you play heavyweights, if you, if you don't want like take the person, Cheetah says I fucking cheat. He does. No, I fucking don't. No, because yeah, he does. No, let me explain myself. No, there's no way. To, there's no way to explain yourself to make yourself sound good. No, you no. fucking cheat. No, that's why I'm. That, that's why I'm the fucking bad guy. Every time that I've ever fought you in UFC, you know that I don't play that game. You know I don't play UFC. What does he do? Takes me down to the ground immediately, knowing that I have no idea how to get out of it, and then beats me every single time. Um. All right. Yeah. Um. Like if if you uh, like if we if we picked a heavyweight uh uh heavyweight class, I usually try to be Francis because I like his hip powers. Or I'm more of a I'm more of a head kicker. I'm more of a uh, like an Izzy, not like an Izzy. I'm more of a, um, I really do like a spinning head kick to you. But if I have Francis, I'm going with the straight haymaker over your head kind of bullshit, or a fucking mean ass uppercut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking at his sets and records. He got six win, six fight win streak. Oh, Nagano? Yeah. Yeah, I love that guy. Um, Nagano also has 12 wins by knockout. He's telling me he put he put 12 dudes night-night. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. I thought it would be more than that, honestly. Oh, his, his, record's not that, his record's not that high. Oh, yeah. I've seen it right now. You're right. Um, he's not a submissionist. But, dude, if I had to fight Francis, Francis remind me of uh, Brock Lesnar. That fart reminds me of Brock Lesnar. Yo, I'm fr- yo. Be honest, I'm afraid of Brock Lesnar. I'm afraid Brock Lesnar would try to kiss me. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Um, let me get let me get back to our champions. Hey, you want to hear a funny one? What? The women's division has got like different weight classes. They got star weight, women's star weight, 115 pounds. Uh this girl's name is uh, Carly Cookie Monster x Hell yeah. Oh, she beat, she beat one of my favorite fighters. Our favorite fighter, Sean. Who? Rose Thug. Thug Rose, baby. Yo, I, know it's gonna, I knew that's going to happen sooner or later. Because you know why? My, my friend, not a friend, like a co-worker, a fucking friend. Uh, the same guy I always mention on his, on the podcast all the time. We we just talk random shit and science and bullshit and um, we talk about UFC. We like like my like my department. Almost seventy five percent of us watch UFC. Uh, she he told me uh, Rose looked like she wasn't out there. She was just not even paying attention to the fight. It was just bullshit. She was just like taking it easy or something. She didn't realize she was in a fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that happens sometimes. Uh, the Rose Dog is my favorite fighter, but my fi- my other favorite fighter, I, fo- I I do follow her on Facebook and uh, on the social medias. 
It's the women's flyweight, 125 pound. Fast, fast. Valentina, the Valent- bullet, Shevchenko. Yep. I'll follow her. She. I'll, oh, she could beat me up any day. Yo, how about how about how about you and um Henry's uh, brother? Oh, Megan Anderson. Oh, <laughs> that's my bae. Yo. Oh, she could beat me up any day, dude. She's so beautiful. Yo, but he he follows her on uh on Instagram, of it, course. Dude, that's my baby. <laughs> We're gonna get married, man. I'm telling you. She just doesn't know it. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Is between her or Halsey? Oof. To 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 make to make the splints up. Or Rose Thug. Ooh, that's tough. Or, or how about this one? How about this one? First time UFC, uh, UFC pop stars, fuck Mary Kill edition. It's tough. If you if you guys if you guys know what fuck Mary Kill is, it's 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 just a little humor game. It's not like we're gonna actually go do shit to these people. Okay, I'm gonna have to go. This is going to be a controversial answer for me because a lot of people aren't going to suspect us. But I'm going to have to go marry Megan Anderson. It's tough to even say it because I fucking love Halsey so much, but I have it just has to be done. Uh, and Oop. then I'd probably... Mm, this is tough. <laughs> mm, man, I love you, Thug Rose. I love you so much. But I've been riding for Halsey for so long, man. I'm gonna fuck Halsey, kill Phil Gross. I have to. I'm sorry. I feel so bad saying it, but it has to be. Done. All, right, all right, here's mine. Um, shit. Yo, I hate. I hate when you. I hate when it happens to us all the time here. You put something on a spot. You we don't. We just lose our fucking answer. Um, I might. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill Halsey. Excuse me. <laughs> no, because I don't mind Halsey. Like, but um, there's a tough, it's a toss up. I'm gonna marry uh, Megan. It's Megan. Megan. I'm gonna marry Megan because she's a gamer. And fuck th- and fuck Rose. Yo, she look dog look cute with her fucking uh, hair, long hair. But the thing I like about her. Is uh, what's that saying? She says, "I'm never gonna quit. I'm never gonna give up. No one's not gonna be me. I'm gonna be myself." She says like that little prayer to herself all the time. Yeah, she's a beast. Uh, well, we- as you could tell, we are. You could tell that this podcast is run by two men <laughs> because we just took a whole segment out to do a fuck Mary kill. So, <laughs> yo, I don't think we'll do that. Never mind. We'll I hope keep... there's no female followers. I'm sorry. No, nope. offend you. Wait, wait. There is. We're misogynistic ways. But we can't, you can't help it. We just we don't do it all the time. It's all out of fun. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna get back to the weight class. Uh, the champion. Women's bantamweight. One thirty. Bantamweight. Bantamweight. One thirty-five. One thirty-five. Julia. Juliana. Juliana. The Ven- Venezuelan vixen. Pena. Uh, she be... She be a man in Nunes. The lioness. That's also the featherweight champion. I fucking forgot that Amanda lost. Yeah, she lost to Juliet. Crazy. 
It's crazy. Yeah. No one can really stop her. She, she You know who she remind me of? She remind me of a Ronda Rousey. You know how when Ronda Rousey was coming here, she was just smoking every division and... And then she lost and fell off. Yeah, she super lost. hard. Yeah, then she went to WWE. Yeah. That's funny. Like, most of these um, UFC fighters will go to WWE or vice versa. WWE uh, or wrestlers will go to uh, MMA, like CM Punk. Mm-hmm. He went to MMA. He sucked. Guys, ass what? I remember that fight. His first fight, he got fucking choked out, but it was kind of cool to see CM Punk fight. In the octagon. Uh, who is um? What division likes? Who's um? Who's your favorite fighter? Uh, since I haven't been watching UFC that long, I went with fighters that I've watched fight recently, and like the year that I've been watching, and just went with guys, you know, or girls that I've seen. That I enjoyed watching fight. So obviously I got uh, Francis Nagano on here. Uh, you know, I think he was one of the. F- he wasn't one of the first, but I'm pretty sure it was one of the fights that got me like super hyped watching him fight because he just. Not only do I love his story, but I just love him as a, like a per. He's just a cool ass dude. He just seems super genuine, <laughs> which I really like. So Francis Nagano is definitely on there. Uh, Kamaro Usman, also another guy that I you know. I've learned to love since I've started watching UFC. You know, he's a great fighter. Uh, you know, he's very uh, very entertaining to watch, except his last fight with Kobe Covington wasn't... Eh, it was kind of boring, to be honest. They kind of really didn't even really hit each other that much. I, 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 hate, kind of, I, I, I hate those kind of fights. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, you got the style bender, Israel wow. Adesanya. I'm not course. saying wow like that. Horse, gotta put Stylebender on there. That's the dude. Yo, how about how about the uh, how about the motherfucker throw a fucking gate at the motherfucking bus? Oh yeah, I mean I, I fuck with Connor too. I've only ever watched one of Connor's fights actually though, and that was his fight with Poirier when he oh, broke his ankle. Broke fucking broke his leg. Yeah, that was the only fight. I think it's one of the only fights I've ever watched with McGregor. I only ever liked McGregor in the first place because he was Irish and. People used to tell me about his antics and shit, and I'm like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Or no, wait, that's a lie, actually. I watched his fight with Floyd, too. Nah. I watched his boxing match, if you want to call it that, yo, with Floyd. Yo, yo McGregor's more, uh, one of my fi- favorite fighters. I'm sorry cutting you off, but now, because now you brought up McGregor, or I brought him up. Uh, McGregor, uh, ever since he took that fight with Floyd, his fucking career Yeah, a lot down. of people have said that he's kind of fallen off since then. Yeah, because he took that he he made that he made that pay, but yeah. the ref the referee of that boxing match, I know he was going to win. Who was not going to win? But for for a fighter, a UFC fighter, last nine rounds in the boxing ring. I mean, yeah, yo, you gotta get the guy some respect. Yo, for, for the first three rounds, if they're based on like a, a six round fight, I think McGregor will probably got Floyd. Maybe, but, but yeah. um... We will get more in depth in that conversation later, not not later today, not on this episode. But if we were as soon as, like if if I if I talk about uh, oh I'm doing it again. Oh my god! Let me just fit. Can I finish my list, please? Yeah. All right. Well, now switching over to the ladies. Obviously, I got to give love to my girl Thug Rose. You know, Thug Rose. First fight I ever watched her in. 
she'd like knock chick out in like literally first round like thirty seconds and it was fucking great. The that first was a little Japanese girl. No, the first Chinese born Chinese Chinese, yeah, champion. Chinese girl. Yeah, that fight was awesome. That fight was badass. And then uh, you know then I gotta get some love to my girl Megan Anderson too, because you know, we're we're married. She just doesn't know yet. That's my wifey. <laughs> That's my wifey for lifey. My wifey for lifey. Alright, who are your favorite fighters? Uh shit. I'm gonna have to go with, um I was very su- I'm not surprised, but I was not I had a wild moment, but for you you picked all the uh the fighters from Africa. They're they're trying to have a UFC in Africa where all of them are gonna fight. Dude, I'll pay I'll pay to see that fight. Oh me too. Those guys are awesome. I love those guys. I I like Francis because Hardest punch in the world. Uh, let me just look. How are you going to ask me a question? You don't even have your list ready to go. <laughs> oh, um, I like Sugar. I, I oh, like, Sugar Sean. I forgot about Sugar him. Sean. <laughs> yeah, I like Sugar Sean, too. He's cool. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, Sugar Sean. I haven't heard nothing about him in a while. Um, I like, I've, I start liking Dustin Poirier because, um, yeah, he's a good dude. I mean, his, his quote is, "I don't like I don't like fighting. It's just a job." But he's him and his wife are they do so much for the community. I I like when fighters do shit for the community. I think he's a good dude. I think he gets a lot of hate because of like you know the feud between him and McGregor. So I feel like a lot of McGregor fans give him hate for no reason. But I mean, I think he's a good dude. And he seems like a good guy. Yeah. Um. Uh, I uh, I'm ahead to go with McGregor. Of course. Uh, my uh, other one is um, shit. I can't remember to do the name. Yeah, Sean Sugar O'Malley. Uh, Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz um was one of them special fighters, but um, for the women, I'm had to go with uh, Victor. Who was that champion name? What? Uh, Valentina. Valentina. Kalashenko. Yeah, I, I like her. Every time she wins, she does. She does that dance. You saw that dance. What dance? She just dances in the middle of the room like this. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. Thug Rose. Uh, I'll go with uh, not Holly Holmes. Holly Holmes was overrated. I might go with, uh, 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 Jessica Anderson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just, uh, that is just the current UFC, uh, I'm favorite of. But, um, I definitely, um, my all-time favorite, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard toss-up. I like Forrest Griffin. I also liked, uh, Chuck Liddell. But uh, yeah, it was more of a. I think UFC fighter I really liked before I got in the UFC had nothing to do with him as a fighter and just everything to do with him as a person, and that was fucking mayhem. Oh my god, I loved mayhem, dude. dude just man. because of beat up my bully, I used to love that show, dude. And that was the first time I heard about UFC when I heard when I somebody was like, "Oh yeah, you know that dude's UFC fighter." And I'm like, "What? No, the fuck he isn't." They're like, "Yeah, he is." I'm like. Oh, all right. all right. And then I watched one of his fights, and it was one of the worst fights I've ever seen in my entire life, dude. 
where he sits up with a cage against the cage and he's just like, hit me, hit me. I was like, all right, what the fuck? He do get hit so fucking hard. Yeah, that shit was great, though. But uh, before we move on to anything else, I wanted to... Uh, I had a little article I found that I thought could be interesting to talk about. Uh, five fighters with the most losses in the octagon. Oh, shit. Oh, so first one I got is Tank Abbott. <laughs> oh, my God. Once a dominant and feared heavyweight title contender, the UFC 6 and ultimate... Ultimate 1996 runner-up, Abbott lost a total of 10 times inside the octagon over the course of his two runs with the company. Uh, By the way, this article is from like 2019, so it could be, you know, there could be someone out there now with more, but this article is just from then. But uh, uh, next we got uh, UFC uh, Brazilian fighter Vitor Belfort. Who also has lost 10 fights. Oh my god. Uh, Belfort was the UFC 12 heavyweight tournament winner and a former light heavyweight champion. Racked up 15 wins inside the octagon including major wins over legendary names such as Abbott, Randy Couture, uh, Wander Lee Silva, Rich Franklin, Michael Biggs, Bisbing, and Dan Henderson. Uh, BJ Penn, UFC Hall of Famer and former welterweight and lighter... Lightweight champion has lost his his last four UFC fights in eleven in total. Uh, despite his legendary status, his UFC record is less than stellar overall. Uh, next we got Tito Ortiz, who has eleven losses. Uh, the Huntington Beach Bad Boy Tito Ortiz was once one of the premier performers for UFC, enjoying a long reign as white light heavyweight champion. Between 2000 and 2003, Ortiz lost just three times during his first nine years with the company. However, the wheels came off Ortiz's dominance with the defeat versus Chuck Liddell in the main event of UFC 66 on December 30, 2006. Ortiz drew his next fight with Rashad Evans and would not taste victory inside the octagon again until July 2, 2011, a full five years after his previous win. Holy shit. The former lightweight heavyweight champion uh, lo- then lost three UFC fights in a row to Evans, Antonio Ruggiero, Nigurio, and Forrest Griffin, which spelled the end of his 15-year career in the UFC. Uh, Ortiz's losses totaled 11, a massive number considering the iconic Hall of Famer's reputation as one of the finest fighters of all time. Uh, then next we got Andre Arlowski, also 11 losses. Uh, the Belarusian resigned as the top man in the promotion between 2005 and 2006 as he defeated such names as Tim Sylvia, Justin Eliers, and Paul Buenatello. Following his title loss to Sylvia, and defeat in a subsequent rematch, Arlovsky made it his mission to attempt to regain the gold, an endeavor he is still battling for in 2018. However, it has proved unsuccessful despite winning seven UFC bouts in a row across two spells. Arlovsky did not receive another title opportunity and lost an unprecedented five fights in a row to put him firmly at the bottom of the contender contendership's rankings. 
Arvlowski had a mini reprieve ending that loafal run with two victories, including an impressive win over the giant Stefan Struve. But a further two losses in his most recent fights have increased Arvlowski's total defeats in UFC to 11. His career in the organization could well be over as well as his dreams of becoming a two-time heavyweight champion. Uh, then next we have Frank Mir, also 11 losses. Man, 11 seems to be a lucky number for these guys. <laughs> Not lucky. <laughs> uh, Frank Mir is once one of the best MMA fighters in the world and reigned as UFC fight heavyweight champion in the mid-2000s and was famous for being the first fighter to ever defeat WWE slash MMA crossover star Brock Lesnar inside the octagon. Uh, I'm just going to end that right there. I'm not going to read through all these guys' bios completely. There's too much shit. Uh, then another one, BJ Penn, also 11 losses. Uh, BJ Penn is set to make yet another return to UFC at UFC 30, 232 versus Ryan Hall. That fight will inevitably end the same way as Penn's previous five fights for the promotion <laughs> in defeat. Uh, and then number one, we had Jeremy Stevens with 14 losses. Uh, poor Jeremy Stevens. The MMA fighter has an unwelcome record to his name as the fighter was lost more times than you have seen in any other martial artist. Stevens entered the UFC with a loss in his debut Bout versus Din Thomas at UFC 71 on May May 26, 2007. The American has never been put together put has never been able to put together a long a run of victories ever since then in his long 11 year career with the promotion. It may surprise many. What the fuck? Hold on, I just lost the article. What the fuck? The article just stopped right in the middle of me reading it. Hold on, hold on. That's fucking... Hold on, hold on. Oh, it may surprise many that Stevens has never been cut, considering he has never been a contender for a championship. However, Stevens, despite his less-than-stellar win-slash-loss record inside the octagon, is an exciting fighter, proven by the fact that he has won fight of the night and knockout of the night on many different occasions. The 32-year-old will likely remain part of of the UFC for a long time to come, which unfortunately will mean will likely mean he will continue to add to his unfortunate record. So yeah, those are the those are the uh, guys with the most losses. Losses. Uh yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about what the fuck moments in the UFC. First of all. Uh, do you hear the uh, Anderson Silva when he broke his leg, leg on that kick? And uh, what's the name? Who the fuck is that dude? Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman. Yeah, he's on the back of my shirt right now. Um, uh, same like he made fun of uh, Silva broken his leg. Yeah, Chris Weidman talked shit about Silva breaking his leg, and then. What was it, like a couple years later, some years later? Yeah, a couple years later. Fucking Weidman breaks his leg the exact same way. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. We watched that fight when Weidman broke it. Oh, my God, that shit was fucking gruesome, bro. Yo, yo was it 
Was it uh, Henry going downstairs for that one? Or yeah, Henry was going. He went. He ran downstairs to get pizza. Yeah, to get the pizza from the guy, the delivery guy. And literally, as soon as he got to the bottom of the stairs, it happened. Oh my god! And he, he started running back up because he heard. He's like, "Wow!" We we're like, "What the fuck?" Oh, he comes god. running back. Oh, dude, it was fucking brutal. And they kept showing the replay over. And, oh my god, dude! It was, was, oh, it was oh so nasty. God. Um. Um. There was a couple fights that got fucking stopped because uh, dude was getting pounded in the head so bad, split. It was a uh, BJ Penn versus Diego Sanchez fight. Uh, BJ Penn uh, won by stoppage. The the team uh, the uh, doctor came in and told uh, you remember that fight where he had that mean look, like like he's always mean. Urgh. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fucking gruesome fight. Uh, I got one. Uh, chemo. Lapaldo carries a cross to Octagon, UFC 3. Uh, Chemo Lepardio, Lepardo, uh carried a, t- a giant 10-foot cross with him on his walk to the Octagon. So, you know, that's pretty fucking weird. I remember that. Heard, heard something about that, too. Yeah, then I got... Uh, Cody McKenzie shorts, UFC on Fox nine. Uh, it was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And it's even weirder that we let it happen. That's how Dana White described Cody McKenzie's fight attire on UFC on Fox nine. Colin McKenzie, a colorful character would be an understatement. McKenzie, who also moonlights as a fisherman in his native Alaska is about as unique as they come. When McKenzie arrived at the sleep train arena without a pair of fight shorts, can anyone say they were surprised? So with nothing to wear inside the octagon, McKenzie had to run across the street to a nearby sporting goods store to buy a pair of shorts. When he entered the octagon with his store-bought shorts, the first thing fans noticed was the fact that McKenzie didn't even bother to remove the price tag. (laughs) God. Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, let me see. Will and Silver want to do what Chuck does? Oh, I just read something. Yeah, what was your favorite fight? Uh, I don't know. That's a good one. Uh, I'm not sure. Honestly, uh, I don't know, man. I think my first fight I ever watched in Francis Nagano was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Can't remember what he fought, but I'm pretty sure it was a pretty good fight. Yeah, um, my favorite fighter to watch back then was uh, Clay uh, Carpenter Guido, Guida, or how you say his name. Uh, dude, he, he used to fight fucking holy shit. I think my favorite fight was um, Forge Griffin versus Stefan Bonner. uh, UFC uh, Ultimate Finisher won. They both got that contract. All right. Well, real quick then, let's talk about... uh, Let's have Chop, if he can, let's have him react to this list that I just found. The The best UFC fights of all time, all right? We're going to get your reaction to the what you think of these fights, if you've watched them. 
All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, the first one, at number 10, Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor, 2016. I think I remember that. That Nate Diaz Conor McGregor fucking feud was fucking the craziest fucking shit you've ever seen. Because sometimes McGregor will go in your head. Yeah. But you know my other favorite uh, uh, rivalry with McGregor is? It was uh, Keith. Khabib. 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 All right. What's number nine? All right. Number nine is Forrest Griffin versus Stephen Bonner. You just talked about this. Yeah. Dude, that fucking fight was... Sorry. Full 15 minutes of non-stop, pound-to-pound kind of bullshit. All right. Number eight, we got Justin Gaethje versus Michael Johnson, 2017. You watch that fight? I can't remember. All right. Well, we're gonna skip that one then. But Justin Gaethje, yeah. I'll, that's uh, if you if you ask me what's my favorite division right now, I'm gonna have to say lightweight because you get Gaethje, you get Chandler, you get uh, Tony Ferguson. But Ferguson, he should retire because you see that meme. Happened at after the fight. You see that the foot to the face. Yeah, yeah. He's looking like an old timer. He's just hanging up because yeah. he's like great fighters like him. He shouldn't risk his losing. Won't have a losing record. All right, now coming in at number seven, we have Robbie Lawler versus Carlos Condit. Ooh, 2016. Ooh, I remember watching Robbie Lawler fights. He's he's a fucking bad motherfucker. Yeah, got, uh, apparently that one fight of the year, too. Yeah. That Lawler and Condit fight. That's pretty cool. Uh, number six, Chiek Congo versus Pat Barry, 2011. I can't really remember. Okay. Uh, number five, the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung versus Dustin Poirier, 2012. Korean zombie got his ass fucking folded. Not in that fight, but his last fight he had against uh, the champ, Alex Von, Alex something. Uh, he went night-night, fourth round. Huh. Uh, Wael, Wael Zhang versus Joanna Drudetskisker, 2020. It's a female fight. I think I watched it, but I'm not really... 2020 was that year I was just watching UFC by myself. Bought the pay-per-view. And just watched it. All right. Uh, number three, John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson, Ooh. 2013. Ooh, I remember John Jones. John Bone Jones. Yo, it, it, was it the fight he got disqualified with the uh, 12 to 6 elbow? I think so. I don't know. I can't remember, to be honest with you. Did you remember? Did you watch that fight? Yeah, I heard about it. Uh, Dan White was fucking pissed about that fucking fight. Was he? Because uh, certain referees... Will let someone get their ass pounded to the ground. There's some certain ones that as soon as you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, stops the fight. Other ones go twelve. Uh certain like certain referees like certain referees out of my big John Fantastic referee. Herb Herb Dean Herb, like the black guy of the dreads. Yeah. One of my favorite one of my favorite uh, referees. He will call the fight. As soon as it looks kind of hairy, yeah, I think that was the uh, the legal procedure. 
John should the referee should have stopped that fight about 10, 15 seconds earlier than that. All right, well, number two, we have Dan Henderson versus Mauricio Shogun Rua. Ooh. 2011. Ooh, Dan Henderson? That, dude, if I remember back then, 2011, I can't remember using the term back then. It was like 10 years ago. That was Dan Henderson was a good-ass fighter. The fight's 11 years old. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. All right, what's number one? And then number one, we have Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald, 2015. Oh, another Robbie Lawler fight. Holy fuck, this dude's face. How, 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 Holy shit, this dude's face is messed up. Did it look like hamburger meat? Oh, my God. He looks like a fucking... He looks like he's wearing a mask over his face. That's <laughs> how swollen his face is. Um, I was looking up uh, for this year's, uh, I think, fight of the year. Candidate will go to uh, UFC 273. It's before the uh, main event, before the cold main events and shit. It was the 15 minute uh, fight. Uh, Gabriel Burns versus Kazak Kun. Um, I don't know how to say the guy's name. But the dude was uh, Gabriel, uh, the uh, person that he lost, uh, the, that he lost to uh, against. The eleven old guy. He was ranked. He was ranked in the top two or something. He was like number two, and like when he was fighting, he was fighting. These, he was fighting these nobodies. This uh, Kam Kamazu or something. He was fighting these nobodies, knocking them, just knocking them, no fun, knocking them out. This one, the distance. It was one like I remember buying that fight because the zombie, because the queen zombie. But I felt plot twist. I fell asleep. Spoiler alert, he always falls asleep. That's a spoiler alert. <laughs> all right, I got another list for you. Ready? All right. This is the best UFC fighters of all time. Ten, top ten UFC fighters of all time. You ready? Yeah. All right, number ten, we got Max Blessed Holloway. Oh, fuck. Holloway? Looks like a badass. Dude, Holloway is a badass. He's like 120 pounds, 125 pounds. Uh, then we have number nine. We have Henry the Messenger Triple C Sajudo. Uh, he's a UFC bantamweight champion, uh, UFC flyweight champion, and fourth simultaneously simultaneous multi divisional champion in UFC history. Uh, number eight. We have Daniel DC Cormier. Oh, DC in the Hall of Fame. Yo, I saw I saw him fight in Buffalo. Yeah. Is that the dude that calls the fights with Joe Rogan? Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. That dude's awesome. And um and Michael Benton or something also calls the fights too. Uh, uh number seven we have Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Mighty Mouse dude. What Mighty, a fucking name, Mighty Mouse. Yo, Mighty Mouse, he was a phantom weight. Or a flyweight. He was one of my he was one of my favorite he's 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 definitely was one of my favorite fighters. That's awesome. Uh number six we have Stipe Mio Geek. Oh fucking uh either heavyweight or light heavyweight. Yeah, he was heavyweight. Then uh number five we have Amanda the Lioness Nunes. Yeah. Yeah, right now no one can really stop her except for that Juliana girl. But overall, MMA record is twenty and four. Yeah, 
number four, we got Anderson Silva. Wow. I'm just wondering what the top three is going to be. Overall MMA record, 34-11. and 11. Uh, All right, we're down to the top three. You ready? Yes. Number three, Khabib. The oh, Eagle. Yeah. Norma Gamadoof. Dove or whatever. Overall MMA record twenty nine and zero. Holy fuck! Yeah, the, that's the thing. That's he was fun, he was champion and he retired. He's like, dude, like he said, he had no one else to fight. Uh, uh number two, George Rush St. Pierre, GSP, the guy who said I said the quote to in the beginning. And then number one, all time championship fighter of all time, John Bones Jones. That's a solid list. Overall Wait. MMA record, twenty one and twenty six and one, and that, one no contest. That one, the one loss was that six to twelve to six elbow he did. But uh, I was surprised they didn't put uh, Tito Ortiz, uh, Ken Shamrock, Chuck Liddell, Forge Griffin, Rashad Evans. Once again, Rashad Evans. Shot Evans is the man. I fucking met that guy once. I was sick. Well, I didn't really meet him. I just said, hey, Rashad. And he gave me the the, the, the wave. Wait, was wait, sick. wait. Uh, let's talk about that one part, that funny part. You know how we were over at our cousin's house? It's like, oh, yeah, Rashad. Oh, yeah, when she was like, oh, yeah, we R- know Rashad. He comes over all the time, meets the kids. I'm like, all right. We're like, yo, next time he comes, call us. Call, no, 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 we went over there. That, that, was, yeah. the, that was the day when we fucking got, you got shot by a fucking pallet good. Oh, yeah. That wasn't very fun. Like, we look at our cousin like, well, where the fuck is he? <laughs> oh. Yeah, she convinced the scholar saying he was going to call her. He never fucking came. But, like, the funny thing is that his mom lived two blocks away yeah. from her. It's like, what the fuck? I was pissed. I was you, all excited to meet him and shit. Yo, yo, Chop and Chia was trying to fucking figure out how, he was, how he's going to punch us in the face. I'd let that dude punch me in the face. So bad. So bad. So fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Huh. Dude, we're actually doing pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Before I go, I got where the hell is my solar device at? Huh? Lost my motherfucking phone. What do you mean you lost your phone? Did you have it in your hand this entire time? Oh yeah, it's in my pocket. Fucking idiot. <laughs> um, the top ten. Uh. Network paid fighters. Randy Couture, seventeen million dollars. Randy Cauliflower Ear Couture. He was also in the uh, what's his what's that movie called? The Expendables. Expendables. Warren Silva. I don't get it. All these Brazilians got like Silva as their last name. Eighteen million dollars. Uh, Fedor Anstern, eighteen million dollars. Number eight. Number seven. Anderson Silver, $18 million. BJ Penn, $22 million. Brock Lesnar. Hey, Penn, why don't you give me a BJ? <laughs> <laughs> or let me, well, let me go back and. Brock Lesnar, $28 million. GSP, $30 million. Khadib the Eagle, $30 million. Uh, I don't know who the fuck this other guy is. Ron Guzzi, $50 million, and guess who is the top 
Oh. Guess who get the most money? Oh. Connor. Of course. No, wait, no. Let me just, let me get his name right. The notorious Connor McGregor. You know, usually when they announce fighters, they say Connor. No, so, then it's the nickname. Then it's the last. Sometimes there's sometimes uh, fighters got. Yeah, but it sounds better if you'd said Connor, the notorious McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, how much money do you think it would cost you to let Francis Nagano punch you in your chest? Oof. Just bare chest? Or, or no, could, like have like a pad have like a little bit of padding on so you don't get fucking, you know, your your wind cage you don't get your fucking rib cage broken in half. Like enough of a pad where it won't break anything, but you're definitely gonna feel it. How much do you think it would cost you? How much do you think you'd like oh, shit. Not break one. It's gonna be enough to take me to the hospital. Well, no, it's definitely gonna knock the wind out of you for a while. You're definitely gonna be on your ass. It's not. It might not break anything, but you're definitely gonna fucking feel it. Like uh, you're probably gonna feel it for at least a couple of days. Good one. Oh, shit. Like he's gonna have a glove on and shit too. You know what I mean? Like, like a like boxing a, glove. A boxing glove. Of so it's not gonna be as bad. But ooh, uh, I'll probably say ten k. But that's that's I'm going reasonable. I'm not going to be like this, like oh, a million dollars. No, 10K. yeah, I'd probably say like ten, maybe twenty k. Twenty k. I feel like just meeting him too would just be enough, honestly. Like, oh shit, he's just such a fucking cool dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh brother. Time check. Time check. One hour, twelve minutes and forty five oh, seconds. Perfect. What? I gotta piss so bad. <laughs> But yeah, guys, that uh, well, I guess that concludes our history of UFC. Uh, you know, pretty solid episode. Oh, definitely. Uh, a couple of little announcements before we go. First, uh, we're gonna hold off on uh, movie reviews for a little bit. We're gonna put a little bit of a pause on those for a little bit, just because we feel like we've been doing them a lot lately, and we don't want to over, you know, overdo it. So. We're going to take a little break from doing movie reviews for a while, focus on other topics, uh, try and get back into some true crime here soon. Did you know, I was like my whole thing coming yeah. in this, and we yo, have only done it once. Yeah, it was so. funny. He was like, I want to do fucking true crime. I want to do true crime. I've only done it once. Like, what's it but It's just so much harder to research for true crime, you know what I mean? Especially, like, with me working and shit, I never find the time to do it, you know, so. What's the, um. I got to get better at, like, time management. It, what's the the Alter Sanch- the Almir Sanchez one? Altamio Sanchez. What kind? Of, what is that? Cause her it's true crime. It's true crime. Yeah, he's a, he was a serial rapist. <coughs> it's true crime. We do actually. We have. We have been talking about. Well, we only talked about it once, but we did plan on doing a pretty big serial killer at one point. There's someone that that Chop actually brought into the conversation because of a TikTok he saw. So, I mean, that guy would definitely be a cool one to do a story about because he's fucking insane. But it would be are a you, lot of... Are you talking about... Uh, yes, yes. Exactly what you're thinking, yes. But something like that. <laughs> it would be it would be a lot of research to do something like that. But, I mean, it's definitely something we could do. So, so, so did, did I mention it? You sent me a TikTok. It's got a connection to a kid's show. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. As, as soon as we get done, just remind me again. Yeah, but uh, next week it's we're episode. back 
for uh, my episode, and we're doing something kind of true crime a little bit. It's a little bit of both, a little true crime, a little conspiracy kind of. A mystery. Because there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of mystery res- uh, surrounding it. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite cases ever, something oh. I've been obsessed with since I was a kid. So We didn't want to say it. When we were thinking about doing, like, what I was going to do next week, I'm like, you know what, fuck, well, let's just do this. You know, it's a perfect time for it. I, you know, I'm excited to talk about it. And, you know, and then we're just going to go from there, you know. We're coming up on, what episode is this, 47? Uh, I believe so. We're coming up on 50, man. It's getting close. We're coming up on 50, and we're coming up on our first official year podcasting. So we got a lot of exciting things coming in the near future. I'm pretty positive this is 47. 46. Oh, is it? Okay. 46. 46. But yeah, we get, we're coming up close on 50. Uh, we're also getting close to our first official year of podcasting. So, you know, that's very exciting. Uh, we're going to try and plan something big for both of those for episode 50. And for, uh, you know, for um, for our first official year. I think we already got a kind of an idea for our first official year. So we're going to try and find something real good. Maybe we'll do that big true crime that serial killer. Maybe we'll do that for 50. 50. Episode 50. It gives us plenty of time to research for it. Yeah, that gives us uh, a couple weeks, right? A few weeks. Six. 47, 48, 49. It gives us about three episodes. Three weeks. About yeah. a, a month from now. Yeah, about a month from now. Yeah, that's perfect. That works out perfectly. But yeah, uh, I don't want to ramble on like we usually do at the end of these. Well, we are doing it. So... You know, I'm going to hand it over to Chop if he's got anything to say. But that's it from me. Yes. Chop, we'd like to thank the Fallen Losers for listening. Or something like that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. All right. Well, we're going to get on here, go get some food. And by gift food, I mean we're going to wait a half an hour. We're going to wait actual 45 minutes for our food. 45 minutes to an hour. But, uh, but th- you know, as always... Thanks for riding along, losers. Cheetah, out. Chop, out. He's the winner of the fight tonight. <laughs>